Welcome to the Equipping You in Grace podcast, hosted by Dave Jenkins. The Equipping You in Grace podcast is a podcast about helping Christians develop a biblical worldview in a conversational tone about issues inside and outside the church. Now, for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Well, welcome back to the Equipping You in Grace podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this show. And to, on today's episode, we're going to talk about the goal and the practice of Bible reading. And, you know, you might wonder, uh, if you regularly listen to this show, um, in at the end of December, we talked about, you know, Bible reading in 2023. So why are we talking about this so close to that episode? Well, you might already be... The reason is, is I know that, you know, uh, this is really, really, well, first off, this is really, really important. And second off, I know that for some of you, you might already be discouraged in your Bible reading. Maybe you got through Genesis already, or, you know, you, you're starting in Exodus, or maybe you're to Leviticus or, or Numbers. Um, you know, if you're like me, I read through the Bible, you know, uh, from Genesis to Revelation straight through. And you know what? It can be it can be, uh, sometimes it can be, you know, discouraging. And I want to talk with you today about overcoming that discouragement. But first, let's talk, let's, re- let's remind ourselves about Bible reading. It's a delightful duty. You know, we're talking about the fact that as a psalmist say, God delights in us. How much, he, and the only way that, that God, to know God is to know him as he has revealed himself in his word. Reading our Bibles, um, it's how we get to know God. It's how we get to know who God is and what he's like. As Psalm 1 talks about, uh, th- there's, there's a delight for, for those who read the word of God. Uh, Psalm 119 talks about, you know, the psalmist is delighting in the law of the Lord. How are we going to know, how are we going to know where to find our delight? How are we going to know where to point our affection? How are we going to have our affections uh, trained? And the answer to that is in the Word of God. Because God has given us His 66, uh, 66 books that constitute Scripture so that we would know Him. We would know the character of God. We would know the attributes of God. We would grow in likeness to Christ. So Bible reading in this way is not just a duty. It's not just something that we're checking off, that that we're just doing. It's a delight. We're getting to know the God who has revealed himself in his word to us so that we might know him and we might grow in him. Uh, This is so important because I think, you know, especially the longer you've been a Christian, uh, a Bible reading can become a chore. It can become just something you're just doing to do. Uh, this is why I think mixing it up is so important. Uh, listening to, through the ESV audio or the ESV app on your phone um, and also reading your Bible. Finding multiple ways to, to read and then to hear the Bible is so, so important. Um, but uh, I want to camp on the second point here uh, the most in this episode, and it's this. Bible reading and discouragement, how to overcome it. Well, I think one of the one of the biggest and the best ways to overcome 
Bible reading and any discursion in our lives, to be honest with you, is to is to find trustworthy friends in your uh, if you're a man, find uh, an older man or maybe a guy that's similar to your age or multiple guys uh, that you can talk to. Hey, how do you deal with uh, discouragement in your own Bible reading? Uh, are there any tips? Are there any things that you found helpful? Uh, beyond just the first point, finding the Bible to be a delight, um, you know, these kind of things are are helpful. And, and then be open to them asking you, questions uh why do you why do you get discouraged what was there particular portions that you're having a hard time understanding or you you just wrestle with or you know uh be open to that be open to this kind of um this kind of uh conversation and if you're a woman find a trustworthy uh godly woman who you know knows her bible and is further along in the grace of god and it's sound and uh in their understanding of scripture and orthodox theology titus 2 uh, that'll help you have conversations. If you're a guy, find a trustworthy man to talk with you or talk to your pastor. If you're a woman, um, you know, find a godly woman, older woman to talk with about these things in your in your local church. These things help. Sometimes just hearing it out loud, hey, I'm struggling with reading Leviticus because, you know, these laws, there's just so many of them and they're over and over and over again. And what application do they have for me today? Uh, why am I even bothering with this? Uh, sometimes just vo- vocalizing those kind of things out loud and then being willing to listen to, to other people. This this really helps. Uh, this helps not only with our, you know, our Bible reading, but it helps with, you know, the stuff of life. Um, you know, when we are honest about the pains and the struggles and the fears, not only, not only are we uh, being open and honest, but we're also you know, opening ourselves up to, to uh, what Galatians 6, 1 and 2 says, to bear each other's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Christ. The law of Christ there is what Jesus talks about in the Great Commandment, to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, and with all of your soul. And not only this, but we're opening each other to the ministry of one anothering each other. This is so important because that that's also in Galatians 6, 1, bear each other's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Christ. The one and other passages, they fill out what our life in Christ is to look like in our local churches as we love and as we care for one another uh, with the love of Christ. And so um, this is really, really important. If you're struggling, you need to find, uh, if you're a guy, a trustworthy, a godly man in your local church. If you're a woman, find a trustworthy, godly woman, uh, to, uh, woman to walk alongside of you. Um, you know, if you, you know, you can always email us here. Uh, my email is Dave at servants of grace.org. We would love to help with you, help you in this area as, as we're able to, by the grace of God. But, uh, don't, don't just give up your Bible reading. This is, this is really, really important. Bible reading, personal Bible reading is, is, uh, the more you intake of God's word, uh, the more the, as we'll talk about here in in a second, the the more the Holy Spirit is going to use the Word in the lot in your life to to point you uh, to Himself from His Word. So um, that actually leads into the third point that I have for you: Bible reading and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now, one of the things, one of the this is really one of the reasons I wanted to do this episode because. Over the last month or so, I have noticed a, a disturbing trend, at least in on my social media. 
I often post quotes encouraging people to uh, read their Bible or to understand more of the doctrine of Scripture from solid brothers uh, that have that have come and gone and and died, like J.C. Ryle, Charles Spurgeon, uh, others. But there's been this accusation out there that somehow I don't believe in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Um, but here's the problem with that. In the introduction of my book, I actually, in my first book, uh, The Word Explored, I actually talk about the Bible reading and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And there I talk about how, from from the, the Scriptures, how uh, Jesus, in the Upper Room Discourse, he spends... In John uh, 16 and 17, or John 16 especially, he spends a significant amount of time, more than any other time in, in the Gospels, talking about the ministry of the Spirit in the life of the Christian. And there what we discover is that Jesus is, that the Holy Spirit uses the Word to point us, you know, to Christ from the Word and to convict us of sin and to send us out on mission for His glory. And this is so important because, you know, the more that you're intaking of the Word, the more that the Holy Spirit is going to use the Word to convict you, to comfort you, to encourage you, to, to help you. To, uh, in fact, that's the ministry of the Spirit. He's the paraclete. He's the one who comes alongside. And this is what the Spirit does. So when people say, uh, and they have said things like this to me uh, in recent days, you know, uh, no Holy Spirit, no Christian. That that sounds good, but here's the thing. It, in reference to a quote about Bible encouraging people to read their Bible, I'm not discouraging people from the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I'm actually encouraging them to get into the Word that the Holy Spirit inspired. But the problem is, is no Holy Spirit, no Christian, is used by many people, and there's this, there's this other dimension to this, in the New Apostolic Reformation, there are some people that suggest that, you know, if you're educated in the Bible and in theology, that somehow you don't have the Holy Spirit. And that is absolutely ludicrous. Um, I am a very well-educated Christian, but that doesn't mean that I don't have the Spirit. If I don't have the Spirit, then I'm not a child of God, because God's Spirit testifies to my spirit that I belong to Him, that I'm adopted by Him, that I'm uh, and not only that, but at the moment of conversion, I mean, dwelt by the Spirit. And so this is uh, utter nonsense, to, to say the least, uh, and it also an attempt to, to minimize the encouragement to get in the Word, which, as Christians, the only way to know God, the only way to know His character, to know His attributes, to know everything about God, is to know it as He revealed it in the Bible. In fact, this is where we come up against, uh, directly up against the New Apostolic Reformation. Because what they want us to do is they think that God speaks outside of the Bible. God speaks outside of the Bible. And so no longer is the Bible sufficient for our, for our faith and for our practice. Instead, uh, we also need, we need to hear directly direct words from God that are not actually in the Bible. But see, that's, that undermines the sufficiency of Scripture. You know, this it also elevates, the problem is, is that it elevates our experience above Scripture, and it, and it, it, or at, 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 at worst, and it, at, at the best, we can say that it, it, it makes Scripture and our feelings at the same level. 
But both of those things are wrong. Scripture is the final authority for our faith and for our practice. It is, as Peter said in 2 Peter 1, it's for our life and for our godliness. There's no other way to know God and to know Him than to know Him as He's revealed in the Word. That means that we don't need additional words from God. We don't need additional dreams about or from God. We don't need visions today. We have the 66 books that constitute the Word of God. And what God has said is enough. And not only that, but the Holy Spirit aims to take the truth that we read and that we hear preached on Sunday at our local church, and he aims to drive it deeper into our hearts and into our lives. We call this the means of grace. It has a personal component. That's what we're talking about today, in that we're supposed to read and study and meditate and memorize and apply the Bible to our lives. But there's also a corporate dimension where God, by the Spirit, through the expository preaching of your pastor, God is using your pastor as an instrument of the Word as he faithfully explains and interprets the Scripture. Then the Holy Spirit comes along with the faithful preaching of the Word, and he brings conviction, and he brings comfort, and he, and he, and he uh, points people to Christ. And, here's, here, and then he sends them out on, on mission for God's glory. But the accusation that, that somehow I, I am discouraging people from the Holy Spirit, I can tell you that statement is not accurate. I believe that in the means of grace, I believe that what I just said, that, that God uses Bible reading and he uses biblical preaching, and then the Spirit comes alongside and he uses those means to bring transformation in all of life. Uh, so that's why I encourage people to read their Bibles, not 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 because they don't think that the ministry of the Holy Spirit is unimportant. Rather, that the Spirit does, he brings conviction, he does bring change. But we have to be faithful to the Word. We have to avail ourselves of the means of grace. We need ourselves need to be in the Word. The Spirit uses the Word. He uses the Word both read and studied and meditated on and memorized and so on and so forth and hand preached correctly he uses it in our lives to help us to grow to be more like christ and this is this is just like it, with the discouragement aspect of things that we just talked about because you know what the lord is using these these things in our life to help address the anxiety the worry the the fear and so on and so forth as we're working through, as we're studying, as we're diving more and more into Scripture, we're going to be able to, to, to know more about God, and we're going to be able to know how to rightly handle the Word of God. And this brings me to my last point, and it's a really big one, um, and we've talked about it before. The goal of becoming better, biblically literate is to know God as He has revealed Himself in His Word and then to grow to be more like Jesus as he's revealed in the Word of God. That's a, that's a fancy way, a long way of saying what I said earlier, that the only way to know God is to know him as he's revealed himself in his Word. The, so the only way to know Jesus is to know him as he's revealed in the Word. In fact, Jesus says this in John 5, 39. The Scriptures testify of me. Uh, Luke 24, 27 the script, uh, uh, that the script, all of Scripture is about Jesus. It all points to him. It's all about him. 
So the only way to know and to grow, to be more like Jesus, is to know him as he's revealed in the word. And then to grow in our understanding and our, and our skill in handling and rightly handling the word of God as, is, as the word of God is all centered on and all about him. In fact, as we talk about becoming biblically literate, that's what we're talking about. We're, we're talking about increasing in our, in our knowledge of the Bible. We're talking about growing in our, in our skill in rightly handling the Bible. To become biblically or to be biblically literate is, is to not know even the most basic facts about the Bible. Uh, now, some of us do struggle with knowing key facts and ideas, even remembering them, but that, that even there, you might know where things are. Okay, so we're, so we're even differentiating there. You don't have to have everything memorized, and you know very few people do in the world, but you might know where it is. You can point to it. You can open your Bible. You know where it is. And but, but the point is, is we all, no matter where we're at, whether you're a new Christian or you're a seasoned Christian, we all need to keep growing in this. There's 66 books for a reason. You know, we need to keep reading. We need to keep studying. We need to keep meditating, keep memorizing, keep applying, keep hearing the word preached. We all need to grow in our literacy of the Bible. And that requires, it requires time. It requires effort. This is why I encourage you, if you're having a hard time reading your Bible, focus on the book that your pastor is preaching through. You know, if he's preaching through Genesis, read through Genesis again and again and again. It becomes so uh, well-versed in, in Genesis that you know the story. You know how it's how, how you know not only that how the story works its way out, but you know the various sections and so on and so forth. And you you understand the theology of of Genesis. By the way, understanding Genesis is absolutely vital to understanding the whole of the Bible, especially the first eleven uh, chapters. But the re- one of the other reasons is is I want to encourage you. And we're going to come back to this throughout this this year. I want to encourage you to get in the Word, to to make contact, even five minutes, ten minutes every day in the Word, uh, whether that's reading the text that you're, you know, uh, or, or the book that your pastor's preaching through, or you're reading through the whole Bible. Take five to ten minutes reading your Bible. Uh, maybe listen to the Bible on your on your drive into work. You know, if you have a 30-minute ride, spend those, spend half of that in the Bible, the rest of it in prayer, uh, you know, and so on and so forth. Or just reflecting on what you read, thinking about it, mulling on it, thinking on what is, what is pure and good and lovely in the Word of God, as Philippians 4.8 tells us. But no matter, no matter where you begin, whether you are reading through the book your pastor's preaching or you're reading through the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation or you're, you're just reading a book of the Bible, Make contact every day, five to ten minutes, with the Word of God. And God will use your contact with the Word, your intake of the Word in your life. And the Spirit, you'll begin to notice, is is at work. He's using the Word to help you grow to be more like Christ. I don't know about you, but, you know, it's too easy to walk this road, this, this journey of a lifetime with Christ and, and to do it in my own power. It's too easy. That's why we need to be in the Word. That's why we need to be in prayer. These personal uh, spiritual disciplines help us to grow. 
But also, we need to be in fellowship with our brothers and sisters under qualified biblical male eldership and pastors in our local church to help us. You know, so if we have a question and we don't know, we can ask them, hey, brother, pastor, I don't know uh, the answer to this. Can you help me uh, in my Bible reading? Um, I'm really struggling in this. Do you have any tips, guidance, etc., books that you recommend? You know, by the way, if you're struggling with reading and studying the Bible, I want to encourage you to pick up my first book, The Word Explorer, The Problem of Biblical Literacy and What to Do About It. In that book, I talk about personal Bible reading, study, meditation, memorization, application, and also life in the church. It'll help you to grow. Uh, And we're going to come back to this. I also want to encourage you to check out our uh, digital magazine, Theology for Life. We have an issue on um, hermeneutics, the art and science of biblical interpretation. That will will help you. You can find that at servantsofgrace.org. Under publications, click on Theology for Life, and you'll find that issue. Um, you can find my book, The Word Explored, um, at Servants of Grace. Click on um, Shop, and there you can find The Word Explored. Well, friends, I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of the Equipping You in Grace podcast. Until next week, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Equipping You in Grace podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate us on the app, and share this with your friends and family on social media. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Servants of Grace, on Instagram at Servants of Grace, or by searching at Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this episode and many others like it on the front page of our website, servantsofgrace.org.